Hello, this is a warning that the following podcast recording involves conversations relating to suicide attempts, suicide, addiction, domestic violence, and mental health. She's a best-selling author and life coach, obsessed with helping women to silence their insecurities, build healthy boundaries, and fearlessly pursue the life and career of their dreams. Join her as she provides you with strategies and real-life tips to create your best life. Welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Today, we are having an amazing part two conversation with Charlene Madden. And if you have not heard part one, I invite you to hit pause and go and listen to that episode first so you can continue on the journey. And again, this is a warning trigger as some individuals might be triggered as we will be discussing sexual abuse, domestic violence, and suicide thoughts. So feel free to listen to this episode only with a friend or a trusted mental health professional. So let's dig in and welcome Charlene back. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good, good. So when we spoke last time, you took us on your journey from, you know, sexual abuse, domestic violence, and having a fully loaded rifle on the backseat of your vehicle, being invited to a conference by a coworker, and basically being transformed and being touched at that conference, which it didn't start out like that. You were hesitating, you were a little resistant to the nudges that you were getting. So what finally led to you listening and letting down your guard? I think the huge part was um, the connection to each story, each of the, the three stories that I heard that impacted me. And like you were saying, I did hear that little nudge. I was getting the nudges of that little voice in the back of my mind. And I think, um, the last speaker when he spoke and he spoke with such um, rawness and so such honesty. And um, I think that's when change really starts to happen in our lives is when we get radically honest. And this is one thing when I'm coaching, um, working with my clients that I talk about is real radical honesty is um, you have to really look at your life. And you have to look at where you are, where you've been, and where you want to go. And for me, it was being honest and going, you know, yeah, I'm at the lowest point or one of the lowest points I've ever been um, in my life. And do I want to be here? Do I want to, you know, for me, it was really reflecting on what do I have to to stay for? Um, what do I have? to to give to this world because I had such a terrible self-worth and self-value that I didn't think I had anything to offer. And knowing that these people who had been on the stage speaking had probably gone through those same emotions themselves. Right. They didn't have that value. They didn't have those feelings of worth. And here they were, you know, out there sharing their stories to give help. So for me, it was like, this is um, you know, this is a, a journey that I'm going to, I'm going to have to walk down. I'm going to have to get real. I'm going to have to unpack everything and really start to be honest with myself. So, 
So I think that's really the number one um, thing that we can do uh, is is be really honest with ourselves and and look at where we're at and and where we want to be. Right. So that was uh, that was huge for me. So. Yeah, I can only imagine. So take us on your journey from the last day of the conference when you finally listened to the inner voice to you going up to the speakers and letting them know, you know, what you experienced and declaring that you were going to come back as a speaker the following year. Mm -hmm. So take us through that journey. What did that look like? Yeah, I actually didn't connect with the speakers at that time. Okay. I, um, it was a lot for me to process going through it in my own mind, but mm -hmm. I did approach um, the lady who had had the event. Okay. There was, um, uh, I think we were doing vision boards actually is what we were doing. And uh, at the end of the day, and, and I'm sitting here and, and this is for the first time I'm mm -hmm. excited about, about doing a vision, vision board. I hadn't really done any before. So sitting down and working on this vision board and, feeling excited that for the first time I really was going to have a future that I was, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm clipping things out and I'm actually staring at that vision board right now. It's on my wall right here. Um, you know, like posting, um, things that I wanted to do and, and, you know, she would come along and sit down beside everybody and kind of touch base on how they were, you know, feeling and what their experience had been through the workshop. And, and that's when I kind of said to her, I just want you to know the impact that this weekend had on my life. And I said, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but I would love if you have another event. I would love to come back next year and share my story of, of what this workshop meant to me. And, you know, she was, okay, yeah, sure. Well, you know, I'll put a post out and let you know when I'm looking for speakers. So being able to to sit down with her at that point and, and let her know the impact because we don't often, you know, in a lot of situations, we don't open up and tell people when they've impacted our lives. Right. And and I, I think it's important, even if it's something small, just a, a small gesture is recognizing ourselves the impact that it has, but also reinforcing with other people, hey, I just want you to know this meant a lot to me or this has done this. And, and again, coming back to the, the honesty and and I think that's when we live with a life of being honest with ourselves, with other people, um, it really can affect every area of our lives, our relationships, our careers, uh, everything that we're going to go through, go through it in, in our lives. So being able to tell her, and then I did reach out to the speakers afterwards, and it was a couple months down the road, because like I said, I did have a lot of processing of stuff mm -hmm. to go through, because it was a lot of work to get from being, you know, with that rifle on the backseat of my vehicle to to the point where I was able to say, hey, this is where I am. And to be able to step into that and own who I was as a person in front of everybody, because it takes a lot of courage for people to to step into who they really are. So. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. So when you arrived back home and you saw the car, there's that rifle in the back seat. What was your thought process? What did you do with the rifle? How did you, because I'm pretty sure at some point you went into therapy, you know, so how did that look like? I actually didn't go into therapy, which is probably bad to say, because I had been in therapy leading up to it. And um, I live in a really small area. So uh, mental health services are 
pretty limited where I'm at. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of virtual stuff going on. So, um, but I actually left the workshop and got into the vehicle mm. with that rifle in the back seat uh, and drove home with it and took it out and put it into my gun cabinet. And the next day I made a, I made a phone call to uh, a gentleman who is a very close friend of mine. Um, and I said, hey, is it possible for me to give you all of my guns I would like to just have you hold on to them I didn't elaborate I didn't go into a lot mm -hmm. of people I didn't feel comfortable at that point I right. just said could you just hold these for me um, he had also been the best friend of my partner who had um, shot and killed himself so I'm sure mm -hmm. he kind of understood two and two together yeah yeah so um, so I I got them out of the house I was like okay let's just take the little steps we need to do right now to to take that out of the picture, right. um, I took all of my medication that could be possibly that I could have taken. Um, I actually contacted my boss at the time, and um, because I, I deal with a chronic pain disorder, so I have I had medication in the house, painkillers, and I just said, "Hey, could you hold these for me? And if I need one, I will come to you. And you can just give me one." But and he was like absolutely like no questions asked it was like sure i you know whatever and i mean i think when people you start coming to people with those kind of questions like you were saying people put two and two together right. but i never had anybody um question ask you know dig into it it was always just a yeah sure however i can help so i just um i started taking the steps and even those tiny little steps were empowering each little step I took was me claiming a little bit more of my life back yeah. by saying, you know, no, this isn't going to, I'm not going to do this. No, this isn't an option anymore. I was, I was el eliminating the easy route mm -hmm. I could possibly take and saying, okay, now's where we're going to get busy and we're going to do the work. We've kind of just been, you know, existing and floating through and, and now it's time to, you know, put the rubber to the road and, and get busy and do the work. So so since since you didn't since you weren't under the care of a therapist during your your work did you ever hear the voices again that try to pull you back into that dark space I would say yes I, I mean I would be in denial that's part of my message is um, embracing the, the fact of living with mental illness about it always, it's always there. Right. Um, do I hear those, those, you know, the, do I get those gentle nudges? They're sometimes not so gentle, but do I get those nudges that, you know, start to overwhelm and you feel like the dark is coming in? Absolutely. I would be in denial if I said mm -hmm. that I don't, there's not days where I get up and I go, you know, is it, you know, things aren't going the way I think they're supposed to go or, someone didn't respond the way I think they should have responded. And I felt like my emotional needs are being met and it starts to, you know, come in. But I think being aware of it is my, is my biggest thing right now. It's like I hold space for my emotional self. I allow myself the grace to go, you know what? Okay. We're having a down day. Like, yeah, we're, we're second guessing ourselves. We're not feeling confident. You know, our, we feel like our emotional needs are being met. So, yeah, it's okay. This is coming in. 
I'll sit with it for a little bit. I do a lot of journaling. Um, when those emotions come up, I, I write it out. Again, you know, writing was always big for me. So being able to, to put that out on, on paper um, is huge because it's when we hold it inside, that's where we start to get in trouble. Um, right. But being able to acknowledge it and say, okay, I, I understand I'm feeling this way right now. Why? What's going on? Being really self-aware and mindful of what's going on in my life. Um, that's, you know, it, it helps, but it's always there. It's just I, the relationship I've chosen to have with it mm. is, is different. So, and I think that was one of the lessons that I heard, you know, learned from that, the one speaker who talked about living with it. You know, it's like we, we live with it. It's, you know, like having diabetes. That's why I always try to take the stigma away, you know, like if someone has diabetes, there's not a lot of stigma towards them. Well, mental health is, it's just another illness of the body and mm -hmm. we need to not be ashamed of it. We need to embrace it. So, so it's inviting that emotion in and acknowledging it and asking like, okay, asking yourself, okay, like what's going on? Why are we feeling this way? And just working through that. Mm -hmm. Not judging ourselves because of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like instead of getting really upset, you know, or feeling shame because I'm starting to feel this way because I mean, shame can just, it just contributes to the depression that you're feeling. So instead of feeling shame towards it, acknowledging it, inviting it, it if anything, maybe inviting it in a little bit deeper, just to hold it and, and give it space and love and reassurance of, okay, I understand you're feeling this way. It's okay. You know, well, it's okay to feel this way. Again, it's just not okay to stay this way. Right. So, yeah. so you make the inquiry to be a speaker. You get accepted and there you are. So what was that experience like? Um, it was overwhelming. I would say uh, I felt a lot of, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I wanted to, um, I wanted to show my appreciation, number one, to the event, to the host. But I also felt a bit of responsibility that there could be someone just like me, like the knowledge that looking out in that room full of women, that there could be one person out there that was me, that uh, who's, who's sitting in that room not feeling like they want to live anymore, but just putting on that brave face that I could reach out through my words and my story and my experiences and have an impact on on their lives and um, it was a huge responsibility but going into it from such a loving place of hey I know where you are I've been there and it, you know here's here's how I got through it here's what I did so being able to to look out in that audience and and again and having uh, having those wants and desires but also not having the expectations and I think that's huge because we always hold expectations for how we think things should unfold in our lives, the results that we should have. But just going into it and going, this is sure, this is what I would love to have happen. But my expectation is, is that it will be what it is. And that has been huge for me, even hosting my own workshops is, you know, I go into it going, I want, you know, this is the impact I want to have. And then being able to step back and go, Yes, I want all those things to happen, but I understand that it is going to be what it is meant to be. Yeah. So, you know, walking off that stage and and feeling, um, 
you know, overwhelming that I was able to, to stand up there and share my experiences, but then be approached afterwards and have someone say, hey, I just want you to know that you did save a life today. Yeah. And it was like, okay, fantastic. And then finding out afterwards um, from the MC that actually there was three people that mm -hmm. had said their lives were hugely impacted. So wow. it was, um, it, it made it work again. It all made it worthwhile. So It's powerful. It's very mm -hmm. powerful. So what is the relationship like today with you and your children? Oh, um, it is, my relationship is not as close as I would like it to be with my children. Mm -hmm. um, I think, again, learning um, the lessons that I learned growing up about being really strong, independent, uh, not depending on anybody, as I learned those lessons really mm -hmm. well. I taught those lessons to my children. So my children are very strong and independent. Um, I've never been a, a, a helicopter mom, as I would call it. My kids know yep. always that I am here uh, here for them. My son lives close to me. He's about half an hour away. So we see each other, you know, not uh, he, we both work a lot. So we see each other, you know, a couple times a month. And um, my oldest daughter, she lives, she's about six hours away from me and uh she is um, living her life she's doing nursing she's actually going into uh psychiatric nursing is what mm -hmm. she's looking at moving doing some training into um so she i've seen her growth uh the most as an individual and it's been beautiful to to sit yeah. back and watch that and my other daughter is just she's going to university and busy and working and, and uh just making amends so would I say my relationship is as close as I would like it to be? No, but um, that's part of the work and the journey right. that uh, that I'm doing as well. So it's beautiful, beautiful. So what's next for Charlene? Um, just keeping doing what I'm doing. I am. Um, I run my coaching program. I, I'm still doing speaking. I'm doing lots of podcasts, which is keeping me super busy. Um, <laughs> I would just was on an interview this morning about. Uh, partnering to do um, another virtual workshop. Someone's asked me to come in and, and partner with them. Um, doing lots of stuff on social media. I'm doing coaching, um, more one-on-one -on -one coaching now with women, which is um, which is fantastic. I love doing the workshops and I love doing this, but being able to work one-on-one -on -one with women and see the change more intimately in their lives is, uh, is super powerful mm. for me. So it's, uh, yeah, just keeping doing what I'm doing, just keep creating impact. That's really what I, I want to do. I want to keep empowering and being an inspiration and letting people know that, Hey, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, we, we are who we are and we have to understand our imperfections and just love ourselves through it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So where can our audience find out about find out more about you and your workshops and connect with you? Um, again, I'm on Facebook, uh, Charlene Madden, speaker and author. Uh, my workshop page is um, Ignite Your Life on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, all the normal, normal stuff. You can find me usually under Charlene Madden. So um, and my business page, uh, I do um, I'm a Reiki practitioner, so I do um, mostly in-person Reiki, but that's uh, where I offer my coaching programs through as well. And that is ascensionwellnessstudio.com. 
And uh, that's how people can reach out to work with me one-on-one. Beautiful. So is there anything else that you would like to mention as we get ready to wrap up? I would just say if I can give messages to anybody, it is just love yourself. And I know that's probably the biggest struggle that we have, especially as women, because we're so used to pouring out into everyone else. Um, But you are worthy of love. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. Um, I've lived a life that at times I've held a lot of shame over. And um, we just have to give ourselves grace. We have to give ourselves the compassion that we pour into everybody else. And know that just because you're going through struggles, it doesn't last forever. It doesn't have to. And if you can reach out, either find the resources that are available Talk to family or friends. If you don't have that support group, reach out to someone virtually. There's so many platforms now that you can reach out to. And I always tell people, I always like to end on this message, that if you feel like you're in a dark place and you don't have anybody to talk to, message me on Facebook. Uh, message me. Yeah, it's probably the easiest way to message me on Facebook. But I am there to sit in the dark with anybody because I've been there. I know what it feels like. And sometimes you feel all alone you're never alone. So if you need help, you need to talk to someone, reach out. You're afraid to give anybody your name. Use my name, Charlene Madden. If you, you know, you want to use my name to to use for any of those services, do it. But just uh, know you're not alone. There are people that are going through the same thing as you, people who have been there and people who have found their way back to the light and you can too. Thank you so much for being with us today and chatting with us one more time. Thanks for having me. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And I hope that the conversation in part two just brought everything back to full circle and closure. And in Charlene's words, remember that you need to love yourself first and foremost. You are worthy. You are a priority and you matter. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you found this episode inspiring and motivating. Don't forget to leave a comment so you can win a fabulous prize at the end of the month. You can leave a review on iTunes or you can head over to YouTube or my Fearless Living Coach page on Facebook if you are an Android user. And as always, remember, you are fearless, you are fabulous, you are a priority and you matter. See you next time. If you're enjoying this episode, check out High Vibe Table Talks, where we start to remove mental barriers and take action now so you can achieve your someday desires. I'm your host, Mershawn Hargrave, and if you've ever heard that little voice inside to go after something, but the fear around the unknown felt too big, this is the podcast for you. Listen and subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks on the Jazzcast Pros Network with the podcast listener you're using right now, because it is high time you activated your high vibes.